0: Okay, I'll just uh, continue on the Mahalach that I spoke in the last uh, two uh, shiurim. Where I'll start with a part in the parsha that's associated to Chinuch. Hopefully, um, the passing list this week's parsha is van ve'yu ve'yu." The will touch in a second. "El the God of my father, "v'ra'menu." And I will lift him up. So, what is the word van "ve'yu mean? So. Rashi says, one time, the word vanveyu means to, I'm going to make him a nove, a palace. I'm going to make a Kodesh another a palace, for or a menu, and I will elevate him. Which Pashas means, like Rashi says, means the base of Mikdash. Uh, but there are other pshatmen on vanveyu. Obviously, we know that the Gemara tells vanveyu means to beautify him. A uh, notion of nove, that vanveyu, that you have to be his noll, of the Mitzvah. The Gemara tells us it's a of beautifying uh, and uh, also the Gemara in Shabbos tells us Ani That the, the the word of the anveyu That as a construction of two words Ani vuhu, Means I and Him And from there the Gemara says Ma'ani racham, rachum, racham Ma'ani chanon, ma'atah chanon uh, Ma'ani garme you know, a, a lot of the um, uh, that talk about Ngulas Khasa a lot of the drosh that come from Gilas comes from this dress about Nivahu, which is Anvayu, a combination of the word Anivuhu. What's interesting is that the word anivahu is comes up in another context totally. And that is that in the the in a Mishnah that's born in Sukkot, Das Mem I think it is, where the Gemara said that uh we say Anivahoy Hoshina, Anivahu Hoshia uh, on Sukkot and what does what's the word <laughs> means to Rashi what it says that these are two Shemus of Hashem that emerge from three Psukim in this week's parasha in Beshalach because just, this is like a famous Rashi because it's a Rashi where Rashi clearly is a Mikubel and Rashi tells you about Kabbalistic things about, about Shemus of Hashem Rashi says there are three, three Psukim in Beshalach each one which has 72 letters and you can construct out of those Took him seventy-two sheimus of Hashem, each one consisting of three letters. So that if you do, and he tells you the formula, the formula is like this: you take the first letter from pasuk one, the second, le- the last letter from pasuk two, the first letter from pasuk three, and you get, and you get one Shem Hashem. And then the second to the first, of the first pasuk, the second to the last of the second pasuk, the second to the first of the third pasuk, and you get another Shem Hashem. And you do it seventy-two times, and you get seventy-two sheimus of Hashem, each one of three letters. And Rashi tells you that the first of these 72 is vahai, And the last of these 72, and the middle one of these 72 is Ani. So Ani Vahoy means that Hashem should save Himself. That's what he's saying. In other words, and this, if you, if you look at the capital that we say right after Ani Vahoy in Haishan we say... Uh, it's all about when we go into now when we go into goes into Golis with us HaKadosh Mok should save himself and bring him out of Golis that's what it says and that's what Tracer says that the reason why these two shamers are the shamers that are chosen from all the 70 shamish over there is because one person says and another pasuk says, Vuhu also bezikim." So that Hashem says about Himself. Ani, I personally beserach a girl was stuck in galus. Vuhu, and Hashem is as was tied up bezikim in, ch- in chains. Two p'sukim are two p'sukim are very blatant. Nachresh put puts himself keil the shechina into galus when he goes when we go into galus. So Ani v'ha'yashirna means Hashem should save Himself. Ani beserach a girl who also bezikim. So, and but zekeli Veyu is a lotion of. These lo- these words of anivahu So to put them all to mix the to, to mix these the all together, that you know when, when we have, when, when so first of all, why the why, if you can even theorize, why are the shames of Shrith Bigalusa uh anivuhu, Because it means Anivahu, it's the Lashna Pirud. anivahu I am him. There's like a Pirud in Kushabrihu Kilu. And the Yichud is Zekhali Vanveyu, that's when the Anivu come together. Well, what it means is that, that the whole idea of shkinta when you talk about kush bruchu shkinte, it's not like a wild thing. The famous neid be says that you shouldn't say that you shouldn't say the shem kush shkinte because it sounds like uh, if you don't know what you're saying, you're being kaitz as you're saying epic curses. Because it's not a shem There's a there's a there's a, there's a, there's a Kuch, and shkinte, and you have It's dangerous. So neid be says you shouldn't say it, and the famous neid be that says. <laughs> he says that the Hasidim shouldn't say it because they because they they're uh, they they're they're saying that if you know what you're saying, you've been questioned in the tears. He says, I what about the achano the same? Yah to you have to say a for a He says, say brachat say the brach with Kabbalah, don't say the same eachun, you're saying dangerous things. But what does Taka mean? What it means is that Kutchabruchu is the is the way everything is who who saying the yakar, everything everything is abishtah. But Sheena is how much Shekhinah refers to Kla- HaKadosh Baruch Hu's existence by Klal well. Yisrael. How much we are cognizant of him, how much we realize that he exists. That's the t- Shekhinah, how much he's sholchen by us, how much he rests upon us, kilu. So a period of is that the reality is not consistent with the perception. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really everything. Hu Ratayne and the shkina is that we don't realize it. So there is a period between between the perception and the reality. That's a period. That's the period between ani vuhu vuhu. The shkina is how much we're supposed to realize it, and the ani doesn't stim. So you have ani vuhu a kilu a But my shenkin, when we come to emulate a kosh baruchu, like the morning tells us on Shabbos, ani rachum afato rachum May ani chanan afato chanan. When we emulate a kosh baruchu and we pick up on a kashbok with Midas, this and we become a kashbok with takashiken by us so then the shekinah kutchruhu on the shache that means the yichud kutchruhu shintay there is a consistency between the perception and the reality how much matter kashbok lives by us is consistent with the reality that relationship becomes a tight relationship and the way to make it real and to make that Kodesh to be shaken by us, is to, to be, to be, to be, to be the small of front of a mitzvah. That means it's not enough just to do the mitzvah, but if you make it a beautiful mitzvah, a mitzvah that you really enjoy, with a heater to it. Because that means you put yourself into it, so then, HaKodesh by us. When you snarl of front of a mitzvah, then the Ani who come together. Then Zekeli Va'anveyu. There's an the that comes together. I, I, I always thought that maybe that's what it means. When we say Nazinu, Ruwa Toki Ani Anihu, That you shouldn't have to think that there's two. Ruwa Toki Ani Anihu. Ani v'hu is, it's only one. You shouldn't think that otherwise. Anyway, it sounds like a bit of a or something like that. Anyway, but um, But that's the idea. And the and, and Mela, then I think it probably, Zach when you say Zach Kelly Van and you snarl the fond of a and you have a relationship so that the Shkin and is was one, you have that type of relationship that you beautify Bok and Shkin is shining by you. So then, the next generation is going to say, key, oh, manu. When, when they see by us, by parents, that we're missing all the fun of the missus, that we beautify the missus, that we really care about, it, that it's a beautiful religion. If it's a beautiful religion, then automatically it's a type of thing that's going to be the kid next generation is going to say, key, Oh, this, that's my father's God. Look what a beautiful life he has. What a beautiful. Uh, meaningful life he has because of the fact he's one of the mitzvahs that means he, he relates to, uh, to the Yiddish guy in a positive way then rem, men, I'm going to even bring it to the next madrega or something her says there that that's the whole idea each generation has to bring it to the next Madrega. but it's only going to be if, an, if the previous generation says ke'li van, there was there was, a, there was a beautification of the mitzvah there was a beautiful religion by the previous generation the next one the next one will say I'm going to there's a story with uh, the with, Chavetz uh, Chaim um, and actually I told you I, I had a funny uh, first of all in case I said this I think I might have said it before then somebody stopped me but I'm not sure I said it um, I had an occasion once to be a um, uh, a Rav in a Pesach program in, uh, in Florida and uh, it was the only Pesach it was the only uh, hotel in Bechal by the way it was one of Don <laughs> but um the, the it was the only place in the world that you could go swimming with manatees, when manatees are these like huge sea cows that like the men it's, it's, it's an endangered species, but you could go swimming with them um, for more money than I was willing to pay. I watched other people swimming with manatees, but uh, my first Russia at that at that PESA program was that was Greenwald Caterers, you know, famous Greenwald Caterers from Lakewood, and I said Greenwald, the objective of Greenwald Catering is that. Um, by the time Pesach is over, you won't be able to distinguish between the human and the manatees. You know, <laughs> the two humanities. Anyways, but um, uh, and so what happened was that at one point, you know, you're totally, uh, when you go to a Pesach program, you, you don't have any food besides what they were going to give you. And because they give you so much, your stomach expands, so the expectation rises. And then there was some sort of after the, after the Shabbos, the first day Yantuf, there was a concert. And then they were supposed to believe, you know, at 12 o'clock at night, yeah, the last time they ate was uh, three hours before, was, because it was, the food wasn't available, and there was a, there was a rebellion. It was like a what was going on, because what's going on over here, I paid for the program, you know, you can imagine. Anyways, so, so okay, so it was a whole program. Then it seemed like in the second days of Yom the whole thing, it happened again. That some of the kids wasn't ready on time, and I saw that the kingdom the, the, was tumbling. So I said, I want to tell you myself from the other time. The the Chabetz Chaim was in charge of a uh yeshiva fund. They, they believe it or not that I can't imagine what will pull it off nowadays, but they had one Karen for all the yeshivas and that he and the Ch- Rafkaim Chaim distributed amongst all the yeshivas. And uh and then he heard that the Russian soldiers were in the were not getting uh were not getting uh, kosher food. And um so he, uh, so he wanted to reroute some of the money that was going towards the, the yeshivas to, for the sake of making a, a kosher soup kitchen for the sake of the rotten well, soldiers should have kosher food. So he went to Rebbechai the whole story with the briskets of the whole story, he went to Rebbechai and Rebbechai first said no, they changed his mind, a whole, him, said, at the end of the day, they, they, they made that soup kitchen, and uh, after a couple of months, he asked for an update to see how it was going. And they came into to him, and they said it's not really going as well as we expected because the the Jewish soldiers are first going to the kosher soup kitchen and then they're going to the other kitchen for doubles you know it wasn't they wasn't uh, they were just supplementing their their uh, their diet it wasn't being exclusive so he said the problem is that the soup kitchen is not giving enough good food. It has to be like great kafilter fish, unbelievable challenge. If you have enough good food, then they'll, they'll won't, they won't be running to another place for the soup. So he said you have to up the ante. Uh, so then he said, now I have a new type of sabayin mituvecha. Sabayin mituvecha means we should have such severe from your toiva, Kodesh Baruch Hu, we shouldn't be looking anywhere else for taiva. We should find... Yiddish. We should find Yiddish guys so beautiful and so meaningful. We shouldn't look at. We should be looking anywhere else. Your type should be should be so good. So I told Oyvind there. I said we a a So Simcha. So comes a little bit late. We have so we have we have but it have so we have so we yeah. So, but 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 the you know, the, the truth is that's the most powerful uh, lesson. Obviously, is that is that when we project a Simcha with our Yiddishkeit, that's what people, that's what uh, the kids are automatically going to be drawn towards. It's so it's very hard to rebel. You know, it takes it takes a lot of friction, it takes a lot of energy. It's not it's not easy to rebel. It's much easier to go along. With the path that you're on, and if the path is a happy path, why would why you want why would you break away? The kids that rebel because there's something bothering them. It could be it's not their fault at all. Mostly it's not their fault. Um, it's that you know they have different challenges that that might the yeshiva system might present them or whatever whatever the situation is. But it's, when things are happy, automatically things go smooth. You know that. Uh, that is, so as long as there's a sphere from, from an Ezekiel Ivan Veva, so it's not a fond of a mitzvah, it's a beautiful religion, so then automatically, that, that's the best guarantee that things will go in the right direction. Okay. Um, now, uh, turning to the questions at hand. Um, so, um, there, there were seven questions submitted. And I'll go through one by one, except number six, I didn't understand the question, so maybe I'll put it to the item, I'm not sure exactly why I missed it. Anyway, here's question number one. If a ten-year-old boy is generally doing well in all areas of life, but has no interest in shul on Shabbos and is resistant to go, should the parents try to convince the the boy to go? Or should they rely on on that? He will probably start to be more interested in going as he gets closer to the Bar Mitzvah, due to prayer pressure, etc. Should, should you put pressure on the kid to go to school? This is obviously a question that comes up, and the general thinking is that it's not Kedai. You know, I, uh, I think I once heard this from Matt Solomon, and he said, there is nothing so boring as yeshivish davening. You know, the, <laughs> it sounds classy when you say it with an English accent. Um, but, you know, but it's, davening is it's, it's hard for everybody. You know, it, 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 it's an avoidance. The Chavish al even says that part of the avoider of davening is good for the fact that it's hard, that's part of the avaydah, you don't think of it, you know, it's not that somebody's getting, it's also, of course, part of the davening, but the very fact, the very fact that you have to work on it because it's not easy is, um, is, is part of the avaydah of davening, to concentrate, to be all these things are very hard for a little kid, especially nowadays, I mean, all of us have a hard time concentrating by davening, it's, a, it's an avayda. Um So... I don't really, I, I really think that's not, you know, but don't but call it it's not good to, die to pressure a kid to come. He'll come when he's ready, and exactly like the question assumes, by the time he's going start showing up. However, the the thing is, is, you know, you always have to look a little bit deeper because lemaisa most 10, 11-year-olds will want to come because it's a cool thing, and you know, I can go to Tati, you know, and basically they'll come until, they'll come until laning, then by by laning they'll run out, they'll play, and then come back by muscle, which is normal, which is perfectly fine. So the only question that you have to ask yourself is, it doesn't have to be like a major thing, but it's good to think about, like, why not? Why doesn't the kid want to come? Now, it could be nothing major at all. It could be that, uh, you know, it could could be that uh, he doesn't have friends in school. It could be the kid bullying him in school, but then you do want to know about it, you know? So I'm saying there is always... Everything is alumnus, you know. It's always good idea to look into, like the reason behind the reason, like why doesn't want to come to the show? Most kids have a good time hanging out with other kids their age. You know, it's a fascinating thing. My my mother them, we'll always knows that the kids like, automatically are drawn to other kids their age. It's like it's like a in, in one state, they just automatically sense kids their age. They automatically connect. They're like the same mindset. So usually a kid will uh, if he's, the other ten year old boys in school. Why wouldn't he want to come to school? So. Is he socially not comfortable? So that, it's Kadai to think about what's the reason behind it. Just to you know analyze the kid and see it could be nothing major. And, and I don't think it's not. It could either to put pressure on your kid, but it's kedai just to think about like, what's taka, what's the reason behind it. What's what's uh, what's causing his aversion to come to shul? Like why wouldn't he want to you know down a little bit, hang out with the kids, you know, and come in by by by, by musaf? It's it's, it's it's something kedai to think about. Uh, it's interesting. I read that the that, uh, Roshelam Zalman used to learn uh, Pirushamilus with his uh, with, with his kids between Kabbalah Shabbos and uh, and That was that was the because without, without knowing what you're reading is impossible. It's a big shot, rather if you ask me, that they don't have the old Mitzuda Sider. That's I know. Like I, I, the, that, when I first like, had any shaykh a is because the Matsuda Siddha had. Three words. Inter- I, mean, I refer for it's not the same thing in There was three words over here and English over here, English, and what am So some words you knew yourself, and the hard words you able to just glance on the slide. It worked very well, you know. And it, but the thing is, without without knowing Persian media, it's impossible to them, you know. So uh, you know that, that would be uh, I, I, whenever I see them around, I try to hop them up. I give them as a mister present in my shul, uh, you know, to, to the mister boys. At least I they know what they're what they're talking about. Um, well so that question yeah. in, in terms of bring to shul to yeah. have a good time with friends socialize versus waiting for the boys old enough to come and have meaning to dominate. Well one thing is clear, I'm mean, gonna let me let me let me qualified. You certainly shouldn't they can't socialize in Shul. you know, that that part of the Kinnak, right. But to go out to shul, why not? What's wrong with socializing outside the shul? I don't have, you know. Yeah, some, some, some concept of cover for. Three-way. For trivial, yeah, in the shul, you know. But no, I have a problem with that. What? Going to shul should be associated with diving versus socializing. I don't know about that. I don't agree <laughs> to say something. I think that, I, people say that a shul is not a social hall. I, I disagree, I a shul is a social hall, not during davening. Who's supposed to be your society? You're gonna work the whole week, right? So you're hanging out, I don't know, with, 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 with a lot of problems, not even Jewish people, I don't know, it depends on, 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 on your workforce, but very often people during the, week, the weekdays will not be hanging out, with, with, their, their social sphere are not Jews. Your social world has to be your shul, of course it has to be your shul, I, I, I'm going to say something <laughs> So I'm saying So of course A, a, a show is supposed to be A social a social hall But not during davening During davening class shaw, and Then you talk to the abish But after davening Of course you make a kiddush And get together That's supposed to be society Other Yidden, You know Other people in the same ballpark Of course it's supposed to be a society So if you want to come to shul Because you hang out with your friends That's good that, But da, davening is has to be davening Um yeah, I just okay. This is just to be edgy, but okay, why not? Um, uh, the, the I always noticed that in it like like certain schools, like like I, maybe because I, the I live next to a shteibel, so a is created to be a room, like right? so like you know, it's created to be very highish, you know, and there's, it depends on the steeple. Some people, but you know, the chesamunah could be like through a lot of smoothing during davening, this and that, and it could be—it's very disturbing. I and mean, that's too long, you know. Obviously, it, it, when you come to school, you have to daven. You can't—you can't talk during davening. Um, and again, I'm very marked when I'm school on that, you know, during davening, song. shalom. Um, but and then, but then, like when the shiur person goes into a steeple, it's like I never saw something like my life. What's, what's going on? with it? people smooth like crazy, it's like nuts. And then when ishiwa, when 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 a steeple guy goes into a to a to place. I know it's such a cold place in my life. It's like ridiculous is going on it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's like cold as ice. But I, each person, in a certain sense, to be honest with you, is, is reflecting his natural intuition. Very often... <clears throat> Uh, yeshiva light will be more bookish bookish people live in their brains more they're not they're not good schmoozers there's not the biggest riot as soon as Darwin is over they still don't schmooze good you know? they're not good schmoozers Yeah, you know, they're not good social their social skills are worse it's true they're, very, they're bookish they're more intellectual that's the way that's, that's what they're good at and they're not such good schmoozers and the guys that go to the shtibl are very good schmoozers and very often less intellectual and less bookish. It's very often that's where, so each person is, is, is noted to where he's called. So going. So everybody goes, you know, okay, calm down. That's who you, that's who you're knighted to, do, that's your noite life. And each guy can learn from the other one. The yeshiva guy can learn from the yeshiva life, the yeshiva guy can from the yeshiva life. But the bottom line is, I think that the idea would be, is that when you come to Shoah Hashem, you can't talk jung daveni, you hear, I move from the Amok, and. But on the other hand, as soon as Dominic is over, i I You sit around, you smooth, and you connect to other people. What could be better than that? You know, the 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 Baratanya talks about the fact that in every in every um, let's say he talk, in every aspect of Jewish life. He could talk about let's say Macholim is the is the muscle that he gives is that there's Macholim Rishus and Macholim Iser, and Macholim Mitzvah. That there are certain things that you're supposed to eat. That, uh, that comes from the Klepa of, of it, it comes from from the uh, Kedusha, which is like Carbonus and, uh, and the like, with, and matzah and Pesach, there's a mitzvah to eat, it. that's a dovesh of Then there are things which are also to eat, which are bas And then, but everything else is just a piece of pizza, which is in between, which, which is, that he, he, he associates the kripa, s'noiga, whatever, but he says basically, if you don't do anything with it, then it's going to drag you down, it's going to make you more Mugushim. But if you do the Shemayim, they eat that pizza, don't forget, then Fakir, then you mile it. That's what it means to be miley than Nitzah. That means there's a possibility of Kedusha in whatever, in all the Debre which is most things in our lives, Debre Rishos. And you do it the Shemayim, then you make it into a Debre Rishos. That's why the them eat the Shadayim from the rabbit because it became a carbon because they, you know, that's the idea. But it's not Dafka it's, it's not by food, it's, it's, by, it's by everything in our lives. You, it, most, things, most things we do in our lives, so this parents feel that they you spend their time doing that. And you, you, and you can do things with your then most of the time it's different you're going to work. It's different rishus, you know. So, but if you don't go to Shem Shemayim to support your family, it's an antagonistic. If not, then not. Then they're becoming more high And But I think the same, what, I, what I'm bringing over here is like, when it comes to schmoozing, when it comes to. So there's divere shell issa, that's lost in Rechilas. There's divere shall mitzvah, fila. And there's divere stam schmoozing garai. So it depends what it is. But if you do to be ma'arba'ar of between then you're being ma'ler. Deeper to a If you're doing it to connect to other people, to other to, other yidden, to Chesed, and even some to be in a good way to to, to make this, your society a society of and that itself is is a is a That is Abekdusha. That is myless, except not during Davening, but to come to Shul to be to be to, to be a social place. That's a good thing. Yeah, I think it is supposed to be a social hall, but not during Davening, obviously. Um, okay. Uh, the next question is. uh Two we are we all have instances where our children see other children doing things that we don't want our children doing. Example A. Some children play sports on Shabbos which may not which we may not our children to do. Sometimes even if the game is played is okay for Shabbos, a lot of times it leads to changing out of Shabbos clothing and talking and acting like any other day of the week. Example A. Example B. Some houses may allow certain things watched or eat that we do not allow in our house. What is the best way to explain this to our children so that they don't feel like, they're the ones losing out and are doing the correct thing. Okay, so I think we touched on this last week also, but uh, I'll be Mara. First of all, to, to not to answer the question, but the, the first example about sports and Shabbos, that's, you know, that's a real tricky thing, exactly how, what you allow, what you don't allow, it's, you know, because we're talking about the gray area of, of, of the Dachayel, you know, what's considered of Dachayel, what's not considered of Dachayel, what's right, what's wrong. Like, I think most Parents, I don't know if you, if you, if your kids are playing catch in the backyard, will be okay with it, but I think most p- kids parents will be upset if they see that there's a, a nine by nine a, a nine on nine baseball game with bats and gloves. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's already come on. That's, that, that, that's too much. And I know in certain neighborhoods, they, 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 they that, that does go on, and that's, that's I think that's a raid really, that's that's pretty awful. That that has to you know as much as you could, as much as you could stop it. Then then. then um, uh, um, then, uh, as much as you can stop it, then then, then then you should. But, but there's a lot of you know as kids get older, by the time they're admitted, they certainly should stop doing it. But you know, it's a it's a gray area. I know exactly what's going to be. Um, uh, it's a good example of, 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 of where 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 somebody's going to be. Okay. want to push ignore? I've done it. Yeah. Um, where it's a, it's a gray area. Where a lot where uh, where it, you know people have different uh, sense of how the chenoch at what age should proceed. It could be a tricky thing um so that, but the main question is how do you how do you educate your children that you don't have the standards of what other people are doing but you don't um but you don't want to you don't want them to become uh, cynics that's basically because that we spoke about last week you know that every time you move out with something you automatically could be generating cynicism so like I, I was speaking to somebody after 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 the, after the last year, and I think that really it, it comes from yourself, and it, it depends on your own meters. You know, if you have real, like, if you really, if you really care about, really have avos yisrael, and you really care about other Jews, and you taka a maximum of other people for what they are. Uh, you, know, in other words, you, you know, you know, you could realize that you're more from than somebody else, and you have a higher standard, and still be maximum because you know that. You don't know where that guy's coming from. You don't know what his background is. You don't know what his necessities are. Without not being judgmental. In other words, you have certain standards, but you still mock somebody else from, from where he's coming from, what his, what, whatever his background is. But when it comes from a place of not haughtiness and not because it's been bested for them, but because they have different standards, but you talk to other people because, and, and I mean, what you, when you're mocked you in the good you know you, you really feel that the other person has, has mildness. So when that's really what your attitude in your house is the whole time—that you always look at your neighbors and say nice things about them, and they, you know, and and you and you highlight their they good, that good features and the good things about them. So then, when you also say, you know what, they watch certain things that we that we that we're to we watch, it's not going to breed that type of uh, cynicism or haughtiness and this. It's a, you know, they're have, their have things, we have our things, and that's it. It's not about it, the, the the problem of of. of Saying that it's not for us what they're doing is that when it comes from a sense of entitlement or we're better than they, you know, that, that's that's that, that's the dangerous thing. But that's a dangerous thing, anyways. That was a dangerous. That's a dangerous attitude to have, no matter what, to from the I I I think they they think you know, and that's it. You, you, because the fact is, true. That everybody has their 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 um, If I could uh, quote myself, that when Nossan Svi Finkel when he was Nifta, I wrote an article about it, and I thought it was the chasimah and the chasimah the Kudu there. Um, I was I, actually I was in the mirror and I saw a very short time, but enough to I was into his had Enough to realize what what, what what was going on, and like what Nossan uh, Svi changed in the mirror because the mirror was. And like all the yeshivas that was like Mir and Flatbush, Mir and Etzro, Beisatama, they're all part of that family of, of yeshivas. They, they were famous for the hasmaris, you know, the Asik B'tayur, the gets you know, that's, that's, they were the paradigms of that. But, but what changed dramatically when Avnath Nitzvi came in is that he made the yeshiva very American, so it's like this, you know, it, it used to be like uh, like the old school was the and the land. you know, the, the 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 old school was that you would say about America, the Tref in the Lant, uh, you know, the the, 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 you know, the, the Altheim was much better and America was the Trefinelant. And, and the truth is that every country has uh, has uh, has a Myla. You know, I I, I in the, the, the the fascinating Posting, you the Pussyc says, um, Yahzeb Gwos Amin, Lemisbabane Yisrael, Kikhel Kashemame. Ha Koshboku established Gwos amim that means 70 nations, Lemisbabane Yisrael, corresponding to the 70 people that went down to Mitzrayim. Right? That's what, that's what Rashi said, But me on the button. Yahzeb Gwos made 70 nations, Lemisbabane corresponding to the 70 in the first who went down to Mitzrayim. Kikhel Kashemame, Shechel Ketomel Beneam, Rashi says, so it's like bizarre. It's like the, what the, the Possex is telling you some sort of gematria, weird gematria, that there's 70 nations, corresponding to the 70 in the fushes that went down to Mitzrayim. Because why? Because Yechev was noelah ben Haim. It's, you know, what? It, it, it's, like, it's such a weird, like what, what Possex around the Possex? G'vulah like why? What's the 70, can I get 70? So I thought maybe like, uh, uh, the, the idea is like this. When, when yeah, the, the fact is true, forget about the plant and the fact is true, wherever Christ will goes to, they adopt the nature and the character of that country. In other words, a Polish He, 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 he you, you can see him in a second, they act like a Polish Shiid, whatever, you, I, you know, I, I can put on the accent, you know what it is, and the Galassianas becomes the Galassianas, and the Svardim they, they think like the Arabs to some degree. Like, look, L- Marshall, the fact that the Kovadat by the Arabs, uh, by the, by the, by the Svardish is a, 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 a much higher madrug. For sure comes from the fact that it's part of the Arab culture. To, they're also more mizpahulim. They are. They, 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 it, it goes together. I can give you a whole all the about it, but but every country, every the Yakisha yidin don't don't adapt the the, the, the German culture, the, the, the punctiliousness and so forth. But but the idea is that in every country where the yidin go to, they adapt the. The nature of that country, and then they use the Lashem Shemaim. That's the idea. Because the same type of thing I said about about when it comes to food, when it comes to speech, when it comes to personality traits, personality traits could be good or bad, but if you use the Shemaim, then it becomes good. So, the uh, 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 like this. I call, uh, made, there were 70, well, uh, Mitzrayim was the paradigm of all future future gaulahs, and Gaulas. So there were 70 faces of Yidin in, in Mitzrayim. There were 70 expressions of Yiddishkeit. And Akash Bochum wanted those 70 expressions of Yiddishkeit to be manifest within Klai Yisrael. So Akash Bochum made the, a gaulahs, that we go to different countries and we adapt that country and then we use it. Yasiv Gur <speaking> Sam al Muslim lay swam is <in> that correct <Hebrew> bokeh set made seventy nations so that when Christ well goes there, those seventy expressions of Yiddishka should be manifest. Kikel <speaking in Hebrew> K And therefore there's a certain there's a certain uh expression of Yiddishkeit that America has that other countries don't have, and that is core tolerance. In other words, it became, now it's, it did, by now, it's, it's like completely crazy, the to- it's, it's tolerance one wild, That you see this Meshigarim that, everything's politically correct, you can't talk Amherst anymore. Like, and then, you could be, to- you have to be tolerant of people talking when a binary questions, either that A or B, and now you can just identify with B, even though it's A. We it, it have to be tolerant. It, 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 it became, It's the riches of of tolerance. That's what it is. It's riches becoming gone wild, becoming completely nuts. But but the eczema was a good thing. And if you ask me, that's what Namish, that's what Ravnorsen Svi injected into the mirror, like the whole mirror changed, it, was, like, it became like very accepting, and then there was him, and they're very that they, 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 the he took Americanism, and he projected it into the mirror, and, and, and all the good things, and he was like a real Chicago kid, you know, he was, and, and, he was, and he was real, like, and he never lost it, he, never, he embraced his Americanism, but he, together with his mother, and, Mr. and all his titkas, and everything else, but he took that, and he injected that into the mirror, that's something... That's, that's, that's a, that's a good thing that we could be proud to be in, uh, uh, American on that, on that Nakuda. What I'm saying, when you have, when you take that out, that attitude of being tolerant and being appreciative of, 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 of other people, so then you could, you could be, you could also criticize or not criticize. You could tell your kid that we do, we don't do this and we, that's not the type of thing that we do and the kid's not going to land out looking down at other people because you know he's heard such a background of tolerance and acceptance and appreciation of other hidden throughout his whole education, so then <coughs> this, this is not going to take away from it. He still understands. People do, are different, they do different things. You know, I just, this week I had, we had a, a Keren Ashmias driving my show a little bit, that's a little 12 million dollars short, or whatever it is, in America, whatever. So, um, so, not, so, so I was speaking to Shia Mark, which was running this whole thing, and he met the people, the, the, the people who are Maisa Nefesh, uh, you know, for, 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 for Shemitah. It's unbelievable. Not, not one of them, maybe two of them are haredi they're, they're all, you know, the people that we wouldn't necessarily identify with. You know, they're in the to mention. You know, if you would think so, but these are people who live. Who, you know, they don't, they don't talk the talk. They walk the walk the They're poor like. They, he, he was telling me stories that they're living in trailers. You know, they have nothing to live on. And he said maybe like some of them with some posters and maybe Shitakim Yisraelimchan. They had the mechira. He said, You know, they started yelling. Yeah, you know, there are people that are different. There are, there might be different Ashkafis, but you know, there's. There's there's what to admire in anybody. So if you, again if you, if you project that to your children, um, so then I think the 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 you don't have to be afraid about the bittle and when you when you say that you know we don't do this we don't do, we don't play sports like that on Shabbos you know we, it's it, 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 it's a uh, it's it, it's not it's not proper covered Shabbos they're not they're not going to walk away with a with a bad attitude they're not going to look back down at other people they know that that you know that, uh, that's it that's the way we do things, um, okay. The next question is three. What is the proper approach when you see someone else's child acting inappropriate? What is the correct approach? Call the parent? What if the parent can't, uh, can't, uh, won't do anything? Is it correct to discipline the child? So I think like this. You, you have no right to be your chenuch, a mechanuch of uh, uh, anybody besides your own kid. You're not, that's not your job. You're not the parent. And that's not your job. That doesn't say, that doesn't mean that you can't say anything. Forget it, like, what would you say if two adults were fighting? So when you try to, Meiser, when you try to stop them fighting, you're not I think as a parent. You try, you're, you're, it's a bad thing that's going on. Two adults are fighting, so they're trying to separate them. Or you see one kid bullying another kid. I'm not being a parent. I'm not being a parent when I'm bull- when stopping the kids from bullying, up. The other guy suffering. I'm stopping the child's mind. I'm something. with some You know what I mean? Or you see you see a, you see a kid that's in the kitchen throwing things around. I'm not being a parent. That I tell them to stop throwing things around. I'm being. I'm, what would I do if I saw an adult throwing things around? I'm not being a parent. Say get out of here. What are, the, what are you messing the kitchen up for? It's not about you. That's not playing the role of a parent. That you can't do. if you think you're the mechanic of that child, that's when the other father has the right to get out of here. That's not your business, you know. Even Loi Sachit, right, there's no, there's no, because there's no, there's no And you have no right to be a mechanic of your other kids and tell them what the right thing is, to sit them down, to give them a speech, get out of there, that you can't do. You, you, you have no right to assume parenting of somebody that's not your kid, and, and it's not the wrong thing to do. But B'Sha'a ma'isa to... If the if if an adult would be doing the same thing that you you would be more to step forward. So have, on that on that sense, of course, you have a right to, to say something. Um, now, but what happens if you talk to see that the parent is in the fish, doesn't know what he's doing? So then, the, the, so then, that gets to be very tricky because then it depends on, on what, what your role is. If if it's a friend that you can talk to him, and I, the, the, the bottom line is, you have to do something that's going to be effective. So very often people don't want to hear us. So what's the point of telling somebody that you're not being machana properly if it's not going to work anyway? So then there would be no, be no point in doing that. But if, if, if you do have the type of relationship that you could do something or your wife would take something to the other wife, I think every situation is going to be totally many too many variables to give us a rule. Sometimes you go to the rug. Sometimes it could be worth to go to the rug, you know, uh, Somebody told on to me, I don't know. Again, on, on that level, to, to be effective... To be the parents good, to be good, or to help out the parents, good that's, a, that's a tricky thing. And that, that that it could be you can't do anything about it. And it could be if you think creatively enough and you really care about it, then you'll think about some way of doing it. That, but that's what I think. One thing you can't do I don't think you have, you have any right to parent somebody else's child. Um, okay. Um, or you can write the question into the Chinook Roundtable. That, that wasn't. Um, before we all try to limit our children's use of technology as much as possible. However, most of us need technology for work and they are seeing us using it all the time. What is the best way to explain the difference to our children as they have a hard time differentiating what they do and what we do? So, again, like this this we spoke about last week, again, I think it is necessary to give your kids some degree of leeway, some way that you could show them that you're not being oppressive uh, about about technology. Um, like, like I said, you know, we used to go to my grandma's out to watch television, whatever. Some way they, that they're not getting the sense that you're being oppressive on them. Uh, but I think that, of course, kids can understand that, kids are not stupid, so if you tell them that I need it and you don't need it, that that they can understand that. But, the, but I think really what's important to show is that you have to role model for them personal restraint. That means that they don't have to, they know that there are a different my dragon than you and you need it and they don't, know, they don't need it so they, they could have more, they, you could have more exposure than they do. And also they could they also hear that as kids, you're the parent and they're a the child and tough, you know, to some degree. I mean, they, they can, the kids out to hear that. But I think what's important to, uh, to, to the kids is to show personal restraint. That means if they see that even though you can look at something, but for some reason, you you put on filters that block you and you find annoying. In other words, just because you have the head to because you're need needed, but so but on your level you could show personal restraint. In other words, they see... Ah, oh, I, can't, I, I can't see it. It's blocked in my thing. and you, you don't try to unblock it. In other words, if they see that you're role-modeling personal restraint, then they'll understand on their Magrega they'll have personal restraint. That's also a lesson, right? In other words, th- that's a way of, 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 of showing that when you would want to do it, and you're like, I don't know, you want to chill out at the end of the day and, and, and watch the latest thing on the, whatever, the, the latest entertainment, and you don't do it, and you show personal restraint, so then that's what you were... That's what you're projecting and that's, that, and, and that's a valuable lesson. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, the next question would be uh, five. We all have children that decide occasionally they don't want to go to school. Oh, they need a break. Is it better to push them to go or to give them a day off? So I think, that, I think over here the answer is, but I thank you for, sending, for submitting the questions beforehand because otherwise I wouldn't have known the answer. But uh, you know, if you get a chance to think about it in a couple of minutes. Um, now I think the the, the, the idea is that um, that it can't be as a result of nudging. In other words, you can't they can't nudge their way to success. That's that I think is a bad is a bad formula. But you can have at you can have a policy. As long as there's a policy you knows three times a year, tw- uh, twice a year, once after Sukkot, once after Pesach, you can take a day off. And then they know when they're going into the year they're going to have this. In their bank, they could take a day off one day a day, and then, and then, and then, you know, they could set up beforehand. Like, do you want to use the real day? You sure you want to go home, to the but then you're going to lose next time. So, if there's a mahalach of what's going on, then it's not nudging until they get what they want. It's a, it's an understanding that there's some days you, you kid, a kid wants a day off, and, uh, and, and, as long as there's a mahalach beforehand, what, what, are you what going to do? So, then, then I think that's, that's perfectly fine. We all take days off. Why can a kid take a day off? I think, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, Well, God, God, one thing I don't understand is that I don't understand at so many levels what goes on with with the yeshiva system because the yeshiva, because the boys in the base medresh, they have they have, all, the the is, is a catastrophe. It doesn't make any sense what goes on, with Like the week after Pesach, the week after the circus is, is, I don't get it, like, and I, I've been hacking about this years, I wrote, wrote in the nobody cares about Who cares, but it, it, why, what's the justification for a union-based marriage? Why should the week after Pesach should be off? Like, we talk about time and Tari the whole time, like why, 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 why should be off for, for like, well, it's a week of learning, the week after the week after circus, what's going on? Like, I'm, for no reason. And, and and then and then okay, so the summertime like four four weeks maybe three weeks whatever it is I'm saying, but th- th- that those two weeks drive me bersheger. That's one thing I don't understand. Like what the justification is. But on the other hand, what they do with the off bus is a nice idea that that you have scattered throughout the throughout the year, you know, less time in the summer, but off buses throughout the year. That makes sense. That, that you know, every six week, whatever it is. Why can't they, why can't they do it in elementary school? That less summertime break, but more. Short-term breaks during the trial. I think, I don't know what that That would make sense to me. In any case, um, but we continue. Now, the next question is not a question I understood. Six, as parents, we need to have a healthy balance between responsive and understanding. How can we punish, when can we punish our kids? Don't understand the question. Between responsive and understanding... I can't. I don't know how to respond or understand to the question, I don't know that much of what the question is, so we'll go to number seven. Okay, if a parent themselves is challenged with regard to certain aspects of ruchnius, technology, davening properly, Shemir Senayim, are they allowed to be mechanech, their child, in those years when they themselves are faltering? That's a good question. And I think they, I think the answer is this: When you yourself have a concern, how do you mechanech it? So obviously, it's going to be very challenging if, if they see if they, if you can't be a role model because you are failing. We all mentioned, and you know, and certainly we're, we're failing. Um, so how could you? So does that mean that you have to throw in the towel and not be mechanic at all? I don't think so. I think you could be mechanic but you can for two things. One thing is you have to be honest and with yourself and lower expectations. Obviously, you can't have high expectations when you're not a good role model, so then that means don't expect to be as successful. If you be a good role model, just lower expectations, A. But I think another thing is that you could, roll, you could teach as long as you're honest and say, listen, I have my problems over It's The problem, yeah, exhibit A. That doesn't mean, but you can still say. But but there's ways of there's ways of getting, ways of go of, of overcoming it, and there's different you know there's different there's different methods and there's different things you could do, and you could t- you could say it didn't work for me, but maybe you have, maybe you have a strong point in that area. As long as you're honest about your failings, then you could t- you could tell the child that listen, I have, I have my problems, I know I have to work on it. But you should just know that you're you're also, and I'm not. And you can't scream at the kid about about this. If, if you, you know, obviously, you're, you're undermining your position of power if you if if you yourself are failing. But you could you could be honest, and sometimes it'll even work better because, like, we're working together. You know, we're working. I, I, I both of us have the same problem. We're working it together, if you it, it it fosters an honest an honest way. You to make lemonade out of lemons. You know, the very fact that you have failings, so let's work on it together. Or, 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 or to make an, an, an honest conversation, one thing I just wanted to before I end is that I wanted to make clear one thing I said in, in the first year I was talking about being a kid friend um, and I think it was I think I made my point clear then, but I just want to reiterate it and that's like this my, my point wasn 't that you 're on the same level, obviously. I was thinking much from mukzik that you have to create the relationship. My point was just to restate it is that you want to teach your kid as much as possible as an adult. In other words, you try to relate to him as an adult, meaning, so in that sense, you're a friend. In other words, you talk to him about honest things about your own life and your match of the kid because you tell him about things in your own life that's going on in your life. So on that hand, you're teaching him like a friend. On the other you teach him like an adult because... Because you hold them them accountable. There's, there's, there's responsibilities and things that you have to do, and it's your job to do it. And I, I, again, the idea not to celebrate childhood as being like, oh, free-for-all, Disneyland, Mickey Mouse. It's not a good thing. I don't think that thought that, that is anything deep and maturing in a child. You try to teach a child as much as possible. You have to, you have to be like, you have to have seichol. But as much as possible as an adult, both in terms of what you share with the child and also in the, how far you hold him accountable. And, you, and, and, and and he's an adult, so of course you could, you could demand things from him. You, know, you can demand things from, from a coworker, you can demand things from a kid. But again, I'm not talking about forfeiting your, your role as a parent. Of course you have, to for, you have to be a parent and tell your kid what to do. But it, but it is important to try to make a relationship on, a, on a, a sideways relationship also as much as possible where the kid feels connected to you and the relationship is the biggest... Uh, immunization against all the crazy problem that we have nowadays is it, it, relationship that it, the kid feels comfortable talking and speaking openly about things is the is the best uh, relationship we uh, uh, is the best immunization we have against all the all the of our times. Anyways, thank you for this opportunity of speaking to you, and we should all be to be mechanech our our properly.